And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. And this week is all about highlighting the last few months of the podcast, a best of what we're all about. And you'll hear from nine guests this episode as we slowly recover from the COVID blahs. The last couple of years have been a struggle. Like most small businesses, we rely on building relationships. At the start of the pandemic, back in March 2020, we lost like four or five key sponsors and have kind of clawed and fought to keep this ship afloat. Thankfully, we're not reliant on the podcast to pay the mortgage, feed the wife and kids and all that good stuff. And we were able to weather the storm, so to speak, and sunshine is starting to creep back in. It feels good. And we've been able to secure some fantastic guests over the last little while, and that's the focus this week. So let's do this. Start with some highlights from our more recent musical guests, all of whom are brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They also, of course, welcome bands, but they welcome podcasts and voiceover actors, whatever else will fit and make sense in a recording studio. Just went out with the boys to check out a Vancouver Giants game, Dave and Tyler and a bunch of people in our music scene. Great night, good people. Check them out through pineapplesound.com. Now, Danko Jones made his second appearance on the podcast. You've heard him on, of course, any good rock radio station since the late 90s. His new album is called Rock Trio. It just came out late August, one of the reasons why he was a guest. And like always, we got into it with him, talking about writing an album during a pandemic. Talked about his friendship with longtime podcast buddy Todd Kearns. We got into a little bit of political talk. We talked about that Ronnie James Dio hologram tour from a couple years back. Remember that? And we made him pick between Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh, that is a good question. I don't get asked that very often. That's too hard to answer. I'd say, ah, man, I think it's like, I have to say Star Wars, even though I, I, I want to say Star Trek. But then if I say Star Trek, I'm just trying to sound smarter than I am. Because then <laughs> that would be like, oh, I'm a thinking man, sci- sci-fi guy. No, but uh, I, I would say Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars, like as a kid, that yeah. monopolized my time, man. Like that was the only thing I did was play Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I, I mean, I have some problems with Star Wars. Like the, the I was actually talking about this yesterday. But um, I love Force Awakens, where, but where they took it afterwards, I didn't really like it for the reasons that Star, Star Trek made in the future, you know, there'll be all kinds of people together, you know, all the right. human race, you know, all the different races are together. And that is the bigger message, I think, about Star Trek that I like a lot. Whereas after Force Awakens, it kind of like, I don't know what happened, but they were going in the right direction. Um, right. But anyways, yeah, it's, it's uh, it is, it, that, that's an aside, but you know, big picture, I'd have to say Star Trek, Star Wars would be oh, over, over Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. yeah. Although I want to say Star Trek. <laughs> I want to say Star Trek, but I know it's Star Wars. <laughs> Did you catch Buck Cherry singer, Josh Todd? on the podcast. He was a recent guest as well. They've been around for a long time, since 1995 from Anaheim, California. You'll know them from a string of radio hits, big songs, Lit Up, Crazy Bitch, Sorry, to name a few. Same thing with Josh. We talked about a lot of stuff, how he became a certified phlebotomist, 
the shows that he was binge-watching at the time, we talked gambling, the albums that he would need on a deserted island, the music that was played in his house as a kid growing up, releasing music during COVID, and whether it's true that he was the original lead singer of Velvet Revolver. No, it's not true. Um, you know, back in the day, uh, in, in between Time Bomb and 15, you know, uh, three of the band members had quit. It was just Keith and I. Uh, holding things together and 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 uh, at one point uh duff slash and matt reached out to us one they were doing some uh tribute or what was it wasn't it like a randy castillo tribute yeah Ra- Ra- like randy castillo thing to raise money some charity event at the key club and and asked us if we wanted to jam and do some covers and we'll do some buck cherry songs some guns and roses aerosmith and and they called it the cherry roses. Right. And we went and we went <laughs> yeah. and did the We did this show and it was a lot of fun. And at that point in time, Keith and I had just been sitting there writing songs. You know, we, we weren't in a band situation we were just writing demos. And so it was fun for us to be in a band situation. And we were like joking to each other. We're like, man, this sounds like uh, buck cherry with like really great <laughs> uh, musicians, you know? And, um, and so, we're like that felt really good there was kind of a buzz around la after we did the show you know it was uh i do remember like were... even up here dude on the west coast of canada fuck i remember when you guys did that and like everybody was talking about it yeah so we we were like let's call them up and see if they want to like do something maybe put a band together and and they were thinking the same thing and we became like a band for a month we were we just we were going to rehearsal we were writing songs we were talking to managers we were like trying to get it together we were talking about band names and then all of a sudden slash came in and abruptly said he didn't want to do it and that was it <laughs> and then and then it was only till after that that those guys later uh did the velvet revolver thing so i was way before that you'll know zach wild as ozzy's longtime guitarist he's also the front man for black label society he was recently a guest his second time on the podcast coinciding with the release of black label's new album doom crew inc we talked about the shows that he was binge watching yacht rock of all things new wave elton john marvel in dc we talked family his longevity in the music industry and whether he felt that it was weird to release a new album during a pandemic no, not at all. I mean, the whole thing is for me, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, <clears throat> like if you were my, you know, my agent, my booking agent, you know, like my, let's say if I was writing books or whatever, let's say like the last book I wrote was Jaws, you know, and you're like, Zach, you got any ideas for no one? I said, not really, not yet or whatever. You know, I'm just thinking until you get inspired or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I saw this thing on this this kid that was possessed, I was reading this thing. Yeah. I think I'm going to write this thing. I'm going to call it the exorcist. You know what I mean? And then that's going to be my next book I'm going to write. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, when you're making records, it's kind of for every band or any artist. I mean, you know, it's just like, to me, it's the next season. You know what I mean? Whether we, whether we won the Super Bowl or the world series, or we almost made it or, we had a pretty decent season or we had a terrible season. The The new season, it just always fresh with, well, you know, of hope of what, what's going to happen or where this thing's going to lead. You know what I mean? So, uh, no, I always, I always look forward to every record every yeah. time. Cause I mean, it's a good time, man. 
you know, because you, you you never know what you're going to get. So I'll, I'll just go out in the uh, out in the gym. I have my amp set up in there, and I'll just you know set up the low volume, so it sounds like I'm at Madison Square Garden, just playing by myself. And I'll just start writing riffs until I get something I'm happy with. You know what I mean? So and if you don't find anything today, come back to it tomorrow and get some. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com.
there's something about that band. They are Johnny Rath, and the song is called In the Ducks. Easily one of Vancouver's best rock bands. I haven't heard of them playing any upcoming shows, but with the PHO, the public health order, slightly relaxing, I bet that you'll be seeing them playing sooner than later. Coming up in just a few minutes, in Listen to This, MMA analyst Robin Black talking about how social media is a bit of an art form. It's powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV service and repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. Red Truck Beer, delivered fresh, the official beer of the Toddcast podcast. And you gotta love Red Truck. They have been the official beer of the podcast since we launched in 2015, coming up on eight years. All right, let's get back to more of this best of podcast and highlights from some of our more recent sporting guests, all of whom are now powered by Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck online at facebook.com forward slash Chilliwack Capit. Now, up until the 2020 Winter Olympics, local race walker Evan Dunphy's Twitter bio said something like non-medal Olympian. Well, now it says world champion medalist, Olympic medalist. You should check out the full conversation with Evan. In it, he talks about getting ready for the Olympics by walking 30 kilometers on a regular basis. He lives in Richmond and he would walk into Vancouver go through Stanley Park, and then back to Richmond. Like, could you imagine doing that? He talked about seeing his first concert, the Chili Peppers, binge-watching Ted Lasso, Our Lady Peace and System of a Down came up in conversation, the standout memories from being at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Um, it's, it's really tough, like, going into the games in this environment. Obviously, there was a lot of uncertainty about what, it would look like and, and how safe it would be. And, um, you know, a big thing for me was just understanding that it was going to be a different Olympics for the people of Tokyo. Um, you know, the Olympics are a multi-billion dollar price tag that are left upon a city. Um, and going into the game, it was a city that didn't want to host them. You know, the majority of Tokyo residents were against the games happening. So I was really kind of conscious of that and knowing that, that I was kind of going into, you know, going into Tokyo is a bit of a intruder almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's been really interesting to see is, is how the city and, and, and the country seemed to, uh, you know, at least from what, from my perspective, what I could see seemed to rally behind the games once they started and, and rally behind the athletes and the stories and, and, and find the positive in it. Um, and then, yeah, to come home and, and to hear that team Canada had zero, um, zero, positive cases within our, within our bubble and, and to know that we kept it safe. And, and that means that we're, we'll have kept, uh, you know, the residents of Tokyo safe and all that. It's, it's a, it's a nice feeling. Cause it was, there was a, all those things were sort of uncertain, um, when I was heading there. So, um, there's a bit of a re- relief and a bit of, uh, gratitude, I guess, coming home are probably the two biggest feelings. If you lived in the lower mainland growing up as a kid, you kind of had to support the local sports teams, the Whitecaps, the Canucks, the Lions. And we always try to get players from each of those teams to be a guest. More recently, BC Lions quarterback Michael Riley jumped on and talked about the shows that he was binge watching at the time. We talked about the fake crowd noise at major sports events during the pandemic, seeing Pearl Jam at the Gorge and George. Great venue. 
He shared a near-death story and how his pre-game ritual has changed over the years. I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, uh, 11 years in the CFL and 13 as a pro. And of course, college, uh, you know, so over the years I've adapted and changed. When I was younger, I felt it very important to get to the stadium super early, like be out on the field early, doing my own warm up, running laps around the field, getting a bunch of extra throws in and stuff like that. And it's funny because like I see, you know, our young guys like Nathan Rourke doing that exact stuff now, uh, whereas for like the last four or five years, I don't care about that. Uh, I show up, uh, I sit in the locker room, relax, hang out, maybe uh, lay on the floor and listen to some music and uh, foam roll or something like that. Like, I don't even go out to throw uh, until we do pat and go in like, you know, an hour before the game. Whereas I used to be out there like three hours before and stuff like that. Um, so it's interesting. Like, And I have two little kids, right? And, and my wife and girls are always in town on home games. So my, my home game uh, ritual is a little different than my road game ritual on the road. We're just, you know, you're in a hotel, um, you know, and with COVID, like I'm in my own hotel room. I don't even have a roommate anymore. So it's like, I could just like lounge in my bed all day long and not, you know, just keep the, the, yeah. the drapes closed. And it's just like pitch black. It's like a cave. And I'm just like sleeping <laughs> until 10 minutes before I got to be on the bus. Um, at home, it's a little different. Like, like I'm playing dad and like <laughs> trying to entertain the kids and stuff and then get to the stadium. So it's changed over the years. But the most important thing for me um, is just, you know, making sure that when, you know, when I get to the stadium, I'm not rushed. I like to get to the stadium early. Like I said, I don't do anything when I get there. Maybe get a massage from the trainers or something like that. Um, some guys are super weird. Like they have these like rituals that have to be the exact same. Um, they're superstitious and all this stuff. Yeah. I don't really care. I've learned over the years that like some stuff that I was like, I have to do this and like, it doesn't happen. And you like play one of your best games. You're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? That's the new, that's yeah. the new yeah. ritual. <laughs> Sometimes you forget to do something and you just stink to join up and you're like, Oh my God, it's because I did this. You're like, no, it has nothing yeah. to do with that. So, um, yeah, now anymore, it's just like, I'm the old man in the locker room. That's like got my headphones in. So I don't have to listen to the, the new music and I can just put on some seventies and just get after it. And you've seen pro wrestler Ray Lynn on WWE Raw, AEW, Women of Wrestling, MCW Pro Wrestling. And as a longtime fan of the sport, it was pretty cool to get her to get on the podcast. Lots to talk about, of course, wrestling. But we got into Game of Thrones, X-Files and Aliens. Paula Abdul and Elton John came up. So did Family, Country Music. And what she remembers about her first pro match and her love of tag team wrestling. My first match was six months after I started. Okay. Uh, I was in an intergender tag match. Or no, I think it's called a mixed tag match. But uh, it was one of my favorite um, my favorite two guys I trained with. And then um, one of the only girls that was nice to me at the time said <laughs> she'd be in the match. <laughs> and, and what do you like better? Do you like the tag team? Because you do both, right? Like you do... Tag team I, and the solo? Like, what do you like better? I like them both a lot. I love tag wrestling. I like having someone to, like, share these memories with, which is kind of, it's going to sound corny, but it's kind of nice because you vibe off of someone. And it's if you have a good tag partner and it's someone that you both kind of click, I love totally. that. Yeah, it, it's a good buddy and hanging out yeah, after and shit. Yeah. It's your, your companion. You can bitch with them about anything you need to bitch about and yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Toddcast Sporting Guest Visits are powered by Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. Online at facebook.com slash Chilliwack Capit. 
mind all these wanted signs. No apologies, whiskey therapy. We're just killing time. Live water. I've been running free. Keeps my sanity. Drinking ain't no crime. It's my alibi. We're just doing me. Live Abandoned by my self-control. I got here on my own. by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world, online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. You gotta love MMA analyst Robin Black's Twitter bio. 
I analyze human movement for TSN, Gamebred, LFL, and it goes on. And no doubt, you've seen his one-minute breakdowns online. They usually go viral. They're so well done, articulate, smart, they're funny. Really, they're pure gold. The Canelo plant press conference breakdown is a thing of beauty. And yes, he is the same Robin Black from the intergalactic rock stars, Robin Black. You'll remember them, late 90s. Now remember that he was also a judge on Much Music's VJ search. He actually holds a second degree black belt himself in Taekwondo, a tough guy. And when Robin was a guest of the podcast, we talked about Alice Cooper, Johnny Cash, comic books and superpowers came up, legalized marijuana and CBD usage in professional sports. We got into aliens, Joe Rogan's podcast, and Robin talked about how social media is a bit of an art form. Listen to this. That, that's another sort of thing that, you know, how ideas and information is shared. I see that as an art too, you know? Oh, totally. Uh, like understanding the art form and the medium and then figuring out how to use it creatively. I mean, Twitter and Instagram are not some weird social thing. They're just platforms. They're just creative platforms to put out art. And uh, mm. so I never looked at them as some tool to send people to my real art. That's where my art lives, a lot of it. So, right. But right. I, I love it. And, and it, you know, it's also a way to deal with the reality of the world that you live in. Like, the reality of the world that we live in, you know, people somewhere between... 20 or 30 or 40 percent and 60 percent of their attention is there listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by tedco rv supplies in langley an icbc approved repair shop find them online at tedco rv supplies
chasing, 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 chasing Since you ran away Why'd you run away? His name is Dom Frico, an older track for him called Granville Bridge, one of my favorites from him, a local boy who moved to Germany. I think it was about maybe three, four years back now. Still putting out music though. If you like the sound of that one, check out his other project called Regal. He's an amazing performer, a one that comes back to Vancouver here and there as well. So usually does a, a show or two. He did one for the podcast. He did one of the first cheap thrills that we do where I host from stage the Q&A the acoustic performance, you get to ask questions as well. He had the crowd eating from the palm of his hands. I mean, they were literally stomping their feet, clapping their hands by the second song. Big fan of what Dom does. Played you Kyle McCurney, and his song was Devil Water, and I love what Kyle's doing as well. Americana fits him like a glove, and he's a natural live. If you get a chance to see him in your neck of the woods, make the effort to be there. Uh, speaking of live music, if you're playing a show, maybe you're seeing a show. If it's indie, let us know about it. We will add it to the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. That's brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. Here's another local business who have sponsored the podcast for years. A big reason we were able to get through the pandemic. A great jam space, pro, and great people running the joint as well. Find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guests of this episode 260, a best of the podcast, this week's entertainment guests, all of whom are brought to you by Sacred Meds, the best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. There's hash, CBD oil, bath bombs, edibles, and lots more. If you use the code TODDCAST at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. TODDCAST through sacredmeds.com. Holistic health coach Irene J is a longtime friend of the podcast. Check out her website, irenej.com. She's all about having a healthy relationship with your body and breaks it down with three easy steps. One is awareness. Listen to your body. Two, strategies. Get a game plan. Three, integration. Execute the game plan. And when Irene was a recent guest, we talked about healthy lifestyles, binging new girl and sex life. Michael Jackson came up in conversation. We talked about the ideal first date, her first concert, and the importance of listening to your body. 
if you're not following something or like a good foundation or a baseline, your body's going to be telling you a million different things. So it's really good to kind of, again, come back to the self-awareness, right? If you have that self-awareness piece, you might be hearing like, shit, I'm drinking a little bit too much. That's a bit too much beer in my diet. (laughs) You're going to be asking for way too much shit at that point. So if you can kind of slow it down and then again, have your baseline, then you can hear those cues even more. So, right. Like, am I hungry right now? Am I actually just thirsty? Um, do I need to eat a vegetable? It's just like, it's so simple and it's just like the most foundational thing, but we keep thinking we need all of these other extremes, but we really don't. Right. And what did you find for you personally? What, what was the main thing for you to be able to get healthier, lose the weight? Uh, what was that one tipping point? Okay. Well, for losing the weight for me was just integrating fitness every single day. And it was small at the beginning, but again, the whole point was for me to find something that I could do consistently. I didn't want to go too hard at the beginning because I knew I would get discouraged. I'd get too sore and then I wouldn't want to do it. So I started with as simple as 15 minutes of walking every day on a treadmill, not outside because I wanted to get into the habit of putting on the gym clothes, going to the gym, just that act of that routine. And then that became habit. And then I started to build on that. And once that started to make me feel good because it just will, then you're like, well, I don't want to eat the shitty food. I want to feel good. So I'm going to make the better decision. And then it just keeps piling and piling and piling. Podcaster and movie critic Steve Stebbing is one of the main reasons that this podcast exists. He's a savant when it comes to movies. He's articulate. He's not afraid to share his opinions. And you can hear him as a national film critic for The Shift with Shane Hewitt across the global news radio network. Pretty impressive stuff. We talked to Steve about Rob Zombie's work in the horror genre, Marvel and DC Brandon Lee's death on the set of The Crow, whether aliens have visited Earth. Talked about binge-watching Ted Lasso, Preacher, and The Witcher. How Quentin Tarantino changes history in his movies. And the fact that it was Kevin Smith who got him into podcasting. We talked a bit about the mighty Joe Rogan in his podcast as well. The fact that he had, because I mean, he, him and Joe Rogan and and a couple other people are like the kind of the beginning, the forefathers of podcasting, really. Yeah. But, I mean, Joe Rogan's so, huge. Oh, absolutely. But it's crazy. Yeah. And a little sad sometimes, <laughs> but also uh, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a whole thing. But Kevin yeah. Smith is the, is the guy that made the leap to, well, I'm going to make like a streaming thing of not just my show, but I'm kind of eclectic i want to make all these other different shows and stuff and my friends want to make show and he made the smodcast internet radio he made sir which was right what i had like i at my day job i had it on the widget on the screen and playing through my speakers probably not the best idea given the content that was coming out of like smodcast and like their morning show and everything because it's just completely uncensored right and stream of consciousness stuff because some of it was actually live right there were live streaming podcasts which is a huge thing right right and i was like this is really cool i really like this but like beyond that like I want to do it. I think I could do it. I think I have stuff to stay stuff to say really. And I think I was a bit like ambitious, like grandiosely ambitious because then I was like, well, I want to get all my friends and we'll all have different shows and all this kind of stuff. And like, try to like, you you were trying to start a network. I was trying to start a network. Uh, Yeah. Like 
more than a decade ago is when I first like had the idea to do that. And that became the League of Man Children, which right. was a few shows. Right. But then as like people's level involvement started to change other, you know, day jobs are a thing, obviously, and, and stuff. And it just it doesn't sometimes schedules don't match up anymore and, and stuff kind of has to f- fall by the wayside. But right. by that point, I'm like, I, I've made a lot of friends and everything. So I'm also here and there making the leap to radio and stuff. Like it's, it's, it's been like the weirdest, um, kind of a unique experience. Uh, just, just to kind of get, go from like really amateur to like legit. Yeah. But like, I mean, the really amateur, like the beginning stuff, like our first recording as a group of people was basically all of us yelling at a mic in the center of the room. <laughs> like it's embarrassing to even think about now. It's right. like the humble, humblest beginning. <laughs> and author and podcaster Paul Myers and I go back to the early 2000s. He was doing a radio show at Mojo Radio from one to three in the afternoon when I was doing three to seven for 99.3 The Fox here in Vancouver. So we'd see each other in the halls and the coffee room kind of thing. He's a super nice guy. Never mind the fact that his brother is actor Mike Myers. We talked about how he wrote the Kids in the Hall One Dumb Guy book and a wizard, a true star, Todd Rundgrind in the studio. He shared how he came to be the host of the Record Store Day podcast, a great podcast. We talked about SCTV, John Candy, living in the States as a Canadian. And he talked about working with his brother, Mike, as a body double on a soon to be released new movie. Oh, uh, actually in this summer, I can tell you this. So my brother, Mike is Mike Myers. We've talked, no sense dancing around that. Mike has a TV uh, series for Netflix that he's doing uh, and it's coming out next year on Netflix. And I worked on that as a, as a double. No way. Uh, yeah, uh, because people are all saying, oh, you guys look too much alike. Well, what Mike, when Mike's doing a thing where he's playing different prosthetic character, uh, characters with prosthetic makeup on, yeah. I, can, I can really make it look like him. And so Mike convinced the uh, people who pay, pay money for things to fly me to England, you know, with all COVID testing and, and yeah. everything's 100% safe or, or as, as safe as it can be. And so I just did three months working on this series where if Mike is doing a scene where he's acting to himself, they'll shoot his close-ups on all the characters, but in long shots and things where he's handing a, a phone to somebody, uh, it'll be me. Uh, and you, the idea is that you won't know it's me. The, the idea is that you'll just think that it's a, an expensive computer effect, when in fact, a lot of times it's not even, it's just me. Uh, and the makeup director is the guy who works on Saturday, Saturday Night Live who just won another Emmy, a guy named Louis Zakarian. And he just did an amazing job of making me look like him 100%. And the costumes are all the same. So it's so that was a unique experience, which I still haven't processed, to be honest. It was three months living in London in an apartment. Uh, and just for me to be able to be based in London, England, after this crazy lockdown year uh, and, and, you know, and have, you know, having a free apartment and free uh, groceries and just it was like it, it was kind of the dream to live like I'm a huge Anglophile. So just being in London every day for three months straight was amazing. Toddcast podcast entertainment guest visits are powered by Sacred Meds, the best cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. Available online at sacredmeds.com. Use promo code Toddcast at checkout for 10% off everything in store. One, two, one, two. 
they are Waterfront, the lone non-Vancouver band of this week's podcast. I believe they're from Edmonton. We talked about them coming to play Vancouver and do a podcast show. And then of course, COVID hit and screwed everything up. We're still in the process, by the way, of getting a venue on board again, sponsor the podcast, get the live shows rolling. Uh, no time frame on that, but hopefully in the early part of 2020, you'll see that happen again. Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com. And a big thanks to Nude Vodka Soda for sponsoring the podcast these last few years. Easily one of our favorite adult beverages. And I'm not just saying it because we're the only podcast that they sponsor. And that's going to do it for this one. Episode 260 in the bag. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell all your friends. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're slowly building all of those platforms. Love to have you there. Comment and rate the podcast as well. It helps with search results. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you know you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. There's contact info at the homepage. Maybe we'll have a beer, have a coffee, and see what's up. And if you help us find a sponsor, we'll give you a commission based on the ad buy. If you got a lead, let us know about it, and we'll take it from there. Till next week. Don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun. Play hard. And most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 